if he deserved all of that. I say a man traveled three days to preach to us. He deserves that and more. <laughs> God bless you all. It's so good to be here. Uh, we had the, quite, quite the events the last few days, and I don't think we'll ever quite have that same pattern ever happen to us again. But, man, we sat on that tarmac a long time. We were over six hours in that airplane, and they couldn't even give you hardly any water. Finally asked them for a cup, and they gave me one little cup. But we were there, and then the pilot said, um, he said, well, he said, we got a 50-50 chance whether this engine's going to work. And we thought, well, we're going to take that chance. And we did take it. And it was, it was scary when we took off. And, uh, well, we're here. And we're here because of your prayers is why we're here. Then we ended up in Toronto yesterday, and we were supposed to get our flight to come uh, to Washington, and, and they had oversold it. They lost our reservation somehow in their system, and, and uh, so we were on standby when we, we, they told us we had guaranteed seats, and we walked right to the furthest end of Toronto Airport that you could ever walk to, and, and uh, then the girl said, you know what? You're better off to go home. And I said, I'm not going home. I said, you're going to find me some seats. I said, I'm going to stand right here while you do it. And at the same time, you were praying here. And I believe that God supernaturally gave them the ability to find seats. They called all the people they could call. And finally, they said, we have two seats for you going to Washington tomorrow morning. So we were really thrilled about that. Well, there's so many things that happened in that time period. And, but we thank you, each one of you, for your prayers. Thank you for that. And uh, Brother Ron, thank you for what you all said. We, we are family, and, and we feel like we're a family. And we've been with coming here for a while now, and maybe a few new faces. But we just feel like we're part of you people. First time I came here uh, to this church, I, I don't know if you want to stand for a while. That's fine. If you want to sit down, that's fine, too. But... First time I came here, I remember Brother Homer sang that song, Ain't No Grave Gonna Hold My Body Down, and it uh, actually became one of my favorite songs as well. And while I was traveling here, actually it was on my heart that they would sing that song while I'd be here, not knowing that they would actually sing it today, and what a blessing it was to have it sung. I, I kind of had a jubilee time. Sometimes you don't realize, but God works on both ends of the stick. And you're practicing and not knowing it's on my heart. And Sister Martin knows it's one of my favorite songs. I play it once in a while. And I just really feel the anointing. Because I, I believe in a supernatural God. And whether I'm living or whether I go by the way of the grave, there ain't no grave going to hold this body down. When he calls, I'm going to answer. We're going to answer. Amen. And what a time we're looking for is for that time. Well, our church sends its greetings to you all, and, and uh, Sister Kay sends her greetings, and uh, it's nice to have Brother Kent and Sister Lorraine with us, and we certainly do appreciate uh, your pastor, Brother Ron, and uh, his family. They've been real friends to us, and thank you for sharing him once in a while with us back in Saskatchewan. And 
we try to make them feel comfortable enough that they'll come back again, even if it gets cold outside. And, and uh, we've had such a wonderful times with them in the Lord. And they've been a great asset to our assembly and helped our people a lot and our family a lot. And I want to say God bless you and thank you for, for allowing him to come our way. If you have your Bibles tonight, I, I want to turn to First Thessalonians chapter 1. And I'd like to read verse 5. Isn't the Lord good to us? Amen. We did get to visit. Uh, well, we were kind of saying, our sister Mara, I said, you know what, this is interesting. I said, we're flying one city a day. And that's what we've done for three days, and we're so happy to be here. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. Very familiar scripture. No doubt it's been, been used many times over this pulpit here. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of man we were among you for your sake. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer for a moment. If you have a need upon your heart, just with an uplifted hand, here this evening hour, we believe God hears and he answers prayer. Lord Jesus, what a privilege it is, Lord, to be gathered together again, Lord, in this house, Lord, a place, Lord, that is set aside, Lord, for worship, a place where your word can be spoken, Lord, in, in freedom, Lord. And we pray, Father, and we thank you, Lord, for bringing us safely here. Uh, we appreciate these people, Lord, the prayers of the people, Lord, and, and the pastor, Brother Ron, his family, Lord, the, the people of this assembly. And I pray now, Lord, that you'll just take full control of this service, Lord. May the Holy Spirit move in a, in a mighty way amongst us tonight, Lord. And Lord, may you meet every need of each person that would be here, Lord. We believe with all our hearts, Lord, that you hear and that you answer prayer. And so, Father, we are looking unto you now. I pray, Father, that you would take the tiredness, Lord, from my body, Lord. And may you just charge it, Lord, by his supernatural intervention, Lord. We commit this service unto you now for the glory of God. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may have your seats tonight. It was a few months ago, uh, I received a pamphlet in the mail. And on that particular pamphlet, uh, there was a commemorative coin from World War II, which, um, which is really a symbol of victory. But what caught my attention with this particular coin and, and um, I remember Brother Ron mentioning to me while he was at our assembly that uh, you had a brother in your church by the name of Brother Max Evans. And he was actually part of that uh, Normandy invasion that, that came in there. And I received this coin uh, and it, it really caught my attention when I read the pamphlet. It said on it, we will accept nothing less than full victory, which was, which was written by uh, Dwight Eisenhower, and it's a D-Day coin. And, and uh, I showed it to Brother Ron when he was at our, our church, if you want to just come forward, Brother Ron, and, and it was something they said it was for one family in Canada if you wanted to order it. And so what I did is I was able to get another coin, and I wanted to give it to you here this morning, this evening hour.
on that coin is actually, embedded into the coin is actually the actual sen from Normandy. When I read that coin, I, 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 there was such a powerful statement to me when he said full victory that I, I applied it and I thought about ourselves as Christians in this hour and message believers that we should accept nothing less than full victory. And, and if I could for a moment of time tonight, I'd like to minister to us for a while just on that thought. I don't know where you are in your walk with the Lord, but I, I believe that we're in an hour where the church of the living God is rising in a higher level than it's ever risen before. Amen. We're in the time frame where we're actually called in order to have a body change, where the dead in Christ will rise. And, and I believe that in order for that to transpire, we have to have a faith that we've never had before. Amen. We, we've read a lot of books, we listen to a lot of tapes, and, and, and we, we study the message, but there's got to come a time when this bride actually is moving in action. Amen. Where it's not just uh, letters on a page any longer, but it's something more that's coming into the heart of the believer. Amen. And, and I believe we've turned a corner within many of our assemblies. In our assembly, we turn a corner where the Spirit of God is moving in ways that He's never moved before. Amen. I believe we're getting ready for a takeoff time. Amen. And the church in this hour, I believe, should be moving on in, in full victory all the time. We, we go through our battles, and we go through our trials, and we go through our difficulties. But when Christ is living down in our heart, not just something that's mechanical or something that it's intellectual, but something that drops down into our heart, into the soul realm, and, and has completely changed us and make us new creatures in Christ Jesus. Amen. When that transpires in our heart, there's an unction from the Holy One that takes a hold of the church. Amen. Like we, we've read it and we've, we've listened to it, but there's got to come a time when this church of the living God stands on her feet in power and in victory. Amen. Not just part of the time, but all the time. Amen. Maybe just a little more monitor if you could. I believe it's transpiring. Amen. We're seeing people that are, that are sick. We're seeing people get healed. We're seeing people who have lived lives of lukewarmness, who are standing now in a, in a power in this hour that they've never saw before. Amen. I believe with all my heart, the church is rising up. We sing the song, the church is rising up, but it's no longer just words within their, within their vocabulary. It's something that's real within their heart. Amen. May the church say so tonight. Amen. We're a time when the word is being quickened to our heart. Amen. And we believe it with all our heart. It's something that is settled in our heart. I was reading something just the other day that, that somebody sent to me and, and, a, and a man that's mit, preached this word, this gospel for 40 years. All of a sudden he's deciding that there's nothing to it anymore. Uh, in my heart, I, I, I made up my mind a long time ago. Amen. This message of the hour is something that is going to bring a rapture onto the church of the living God. Amen. It's bringing a faith in her heart. Amen. To believe the word of God and to apply it in their lives in action. Amen. It's in this hour. Amen. All the ages have looked for this day, but I believe that we're in the time frame in this hour where the spirit of God is moving among the people. Amen. 
Many times we say, well, you know, we, we come to church and, and we hear sermon after sermon and, and we hear gifted men preach and, and we hear other people minister and whatever more. But we don't realize that as we eat this word in this hour, it is literally changing us. Amen. I look at a child. You look at a little baby. You feed them and feed them and feed them. It seems like nothing's happening, but something's happening. There's a change that's happening down on the inside. Amen. And that child, before you know it, starts to grow in stature. But there comes a time where it's full grown. Amen. And this is the hour that the bride of Jesus Christ should be standing on her feet, believing the word of God, applying that word of God in her life. Amen. What good would it be just to have a word and have nothing to that word? Amen. That would make us no better than a Baptist or a Presbyterian or even a Pentecostal or anything like that organization. Not as, it, it, that would make us no more than that. There's got to be something more than that. Amen. And people are, and many times I find people are afraid of the supernatural God when we should not be afraid of the supernatural God. We should embrace it with all of our heart. Amen. If God wants to move, I say, let him move. Amen. Let him come on the scene. Amen. Stir our hearts. Change our young people. Change our middle-aged people. Amen. There should be a, we're in that season of time. Amen. Where the impossible becomes possible. Amen. That's where we're at. You know, Paul said something interesting, 1 Corinthians 2, uh, verse 4 and 5. He said, in my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith, let's say my faith, say it one more time, my faith, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Amen. Now this church, uh, the Corinthian church was, as Brother Brown said, was one of the weakest churches of the time. Amen. All they had in their heart was the elevation of men and different men they were associated with. But Paul, who was really the gifted man of the day, amen, he stands before this church and he says, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words. In other words, there's no place for psychology in this message. Amen. This is not a rehab center, but this is a place of deliverance. Amen. This is where God comes on the scene. Amen. And changes hearts and changes lives. Hallelujah. It's not time to, to as Paul, just to say, well, that was really great. And, and he really had a nice way of putting it. I might have some backwards ways, but I believe in the power of the living God. Amen. I believe he changes lives and changes people. Amen. Why, back in those days, they had the same problem. They wanted enticing words. Brother Branham said that, according to the scripture, that they had itching ears. And he said it was the people that had the itching ears, so there became ministry in order to fulfill that. Amen. And why Paul is saying that he didn't want our faith to stand in the wisdom of a man, but in the power of God. Amen. Which is the deutimus of God. Amen. Which is the dynamite of God. Amen. And whenever there's, there's power on the scene, then supernatural things are going to transpire. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, it says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. 
Amen. In other words, it's not just in the Logos, but, but it's also in power. Because what good is a word if there's no power behind that word? Amen. If you have something and, and, and you can repeat those words and parrot those words, that may be all right. But the, what we need is we need the power behind it in order to make it living. Amen. We need to have a wineskin, as it were, that's pliable in this hour, that can accept the revelation of the word. Amen. And so that it won't break up all the time. Amen. I find it very ironic in many places you go and, and you start ministering and, and the people start getting excited, which we should. Amen. And the next thing you know, there's some people that think, my, they're just disturbing the peace. Amen. I thought that was always another church. But, but the thing is, church, what we need to do is let ourselves go one time. Amen. That God can move in our midst. Hallelujah. Amen. And not just allow, well, I don't know why they're getting so excited about that. We all just had Thanksgiving. How many had pecan pie? No, not too many. Maybe pumpkin pie. I got more hands maybe than the pumpkin pie. But I'll guarantee you that you had it before. <laughs> and I tell you what, it probably tasted real good before. But we never get tired of that. Amen. I never get tired of the, of the word of God or the power of God. Amen. Why? Because it changes our lives. Amen. And God's provided. That's what I'm interested in, changing of lives. Amen. It's one thing to, to feel the anointing of the Lord, but I want it to go down in the inside of the inside. Amen. Because if we're not born again, we're not getting out of here. Amen. You, we got to be born again. We've got to be sealed to the day of our destination. Amen. Somebody help me tonight. Amen. We've got to have something down that's in our heart that's sealed off. The world's on the outside. I'm sealed in with Christ. Amen. No devil in hell will be able to stand before the child of the living God. Amen. We've got to be have fortitude about ourselves. Amen. Not just sitting back. Well, you know, that was a good service today, but you know, I've heard that probably before, and I've heard those quotes before, and I've heard those things before. No, it should be just as real as the first time you heard it. Amen. I'm afraid that people have left their first love. Amen. They forget about the time they came to Christ. Amen. When, when God came into your life and changed your life. Amen. I never want to forget my first love. Amen. I want to have it tucked inside of my heart. Amen. When God moves, I want to be right there and say hallelujah. Amen to the word of almighty God. Amen. Thank you for allowing me to be myself. I'm, if it's okay, I'm just going to be myself tonight. God's provided a place of worship. 1965, paragraph 137. He says, now notice <clears throat> when this great moving power of God comes into a son of God, it quickens him. The spirit of life enters into him. Then what does it do? It seats them in heavenly places. Let's say heavenly places tonight. Amen. In other words, you're, you're coming into a spiritual realm. Amen. And when you enter that spiritual realm, Brother Brown says all things are possible. Amen. We may not see it, but we know it's there. Amen. And if we know it's there, we just have to enter into that realm. Amen. Then if you have need of healing, healing's for the church. Amen. If you have need of, of something in your life, then it's there for the people. 
Amen. And you don't have anything to worry about. Amen. Right now, not they will be, we are now in heavenly places. Amen. Now we're already resurrected. The dynamics and the mechanics is gone to work. It's quickening us and we're quickened up into the presence of God where his spirit is. And now we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus sitting in there, that great seat that's already fired up, been raised from the dead. We're a part of it. If you're a part of the bride, you are. Because the bride is a part of the groom. Amen. We're a reflection of him. Amen. You are because the bride is part of the groom, you know. So we find out that it's the same thing, and she'll do just exactly what's predicted for her to do. In this day, she won't be a Lady Osea. I say, no, sir, I'm not going to be no Lady Osea. Not by no means a lukewarm. No, I'm not going to, I made up my mind, I'm not going to be no lady of sin, and I'm going to be not a lukewarm person. Amen. If we can't serve God with passion, when I think of what they did on D-Day, there had to be some passion about them. Amen. They went out there and they gave their lives in order that we could have freedom. Amen. I want to say that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he came down to earth. Amen. To give his life a ransom. Amen. That we could go free. Amen. It was a passion within him. And the least we can do is give him our all in this hour. We should be passionate about the things of God. Amen. Not just a, a lukewarm and, and just, well, that was not bad. And, and, and just a callousness about us. Amen. I mentioned this to, I hope this is okay tonight. But I mentioned this to my, our church back home. I said, if we're not careful, we are, we are actually going to get used to the presence of God. And before you know it, we'll get so used to it that it won't have no effect upon our life no more. Amen. I, I want to have a fresh, uh, let the Holy Spirit be fresh every day. Amen. I don't want to ever get used to it. Well, you know, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad of a song or, or that wasn't too bad. Well, somebody got healed. Uh, I guess that's what we expect. And just lukewarm. No, I want to have passion in this hour. Amen. A passion to serve God. A passion to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Living in, in, the, in the reality of the word of God for today. Amen. Excuse me for yelling. I, don't, I know you're not deaf, but... It's just part of me. He says she won't be a lady Osea. And not by no means lukewarm. And that's one thing I can't stand. I cannot stand lukewarm food. I can't stand lukewarm water. I can't take any of it. <clears throat> Amen. I like this last part. But she'll be on fire for God. She'll be moving on in the spirit of God. Amen. We are moving on. There'll be people who won't be moving on, but the bride's moving on. Amen. I believe we're all part of the bride here today. Amen. We're moving on. We live in a generation where power's on the minds of the people. You have to forgive me. I actually, 
I actually was just what had laryngitis on Wednesday night, so so you pray. <laughs> Sister Myra was telling me, how come you're preaching Wednesday night? I said, God takes care of it. We're living in an age where power is on the people's minds. You go to buy a car, and man, they're not, they, they want to give you some horsepower now. Amen. They're no longer just 130, 150 horsepower. They're like 350, 450, 500, 800, 900. I have to be honest with you. I like power. Amen. When I put my foot into it, I, you, I, love, I love the sound of the air coming in. I love the sound of the exhaust. I, I, there's something about it. I love American V8 engines. Amen. They, you, you don't have to pipe into it in that you hear the sound. It's right there. It's real. Amen. I maybe didn't know that, but some car companies, they actually put the V8 sound in the speakers. <laughs> so <laughs> I think there's a lot of churches that are doing some of those things. Hey, man, they got no power. They're just kind of pumping it into it, but it's not really having an effect on the people. Amen. When you put it down, it's not going anywhere. Amen. But when it's a real power, it's going somewheres. Amen. You put your foot into it, it's going somewheres. Amen. But they're speaking about a lot about power in this generation. It's all you hear about is power. We can say we've gone from the horse and buggy age. We've gone right to the rocket age. But one of the things that, that, I, that I'm really um, intrigued about is that fossil fuel has been mainly our source of, of power in, in the generation gone by. But the part that's really coming into effect today is electric power. Now, electric power is altogether different because it's an instant torque and an instant power. Amen. And, and, and so now we're finding that they're, they're really having an influence on the auto industry where, where they're, they're, they're promoting electric cars. I'm going someplace with this. And, 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 and that electric car has way more power than a gasoline-powered engine. You can put turbochargers on it. You can put superchargers on it. You can put a lot of things on it. But all you have to do is have an energy source and just some electric motors, and you have instant power. Amen. They got these new cars, Tesla. Most guys know about them already. And, and, and they're, they're racing against all these supercars, and they don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. But there was something about it that was real interesting to me. And this is a part that really, that really thrilled my heart. They have what's called supercharging stations. When you go to a supercharged station because you're getting out of power, to me it's like coming to church. You need sometimes you get a supercharge. Amen. But do you know a supercharger will only charge up that battery 80% in 30 minutes? A lot of people, that's, they, they may be like an 80% charge, but if you want a full charge, it's going to take about two or three hours to get a full charge. Amen. And so, so sometimes it takes a little bit more to fill it up. Amen. But I say in this hour, we want full charge. Amen. We don't just want a, a part charge anymore. 
Amen. It's good to come into the house of the Lord and hear a little sermon at and maybe stir you up for a while, but you're going to lose your energy real quick. Amen. What we need in this hour is a full charge in this hour where God moves on the scene and moves on the life of people and changes their hearts till they believe the word of God with all their heart. Why people are happy. Just give me a 30-minute sermon. After all, that's what church order says in one part. But another part, I said we could preach all night if we were believers. Electric power. We're living in an hour of power. When I think about that, then I think the church should be moving on in power. We've got cordless drills nowadays that, and cordless tools that, brushless tools that got more power. You throw away the old corded stuff. Yeah. I also notice that they've come out with these new light bulbs called LED light bulbs. We really like them. They don't hardly use any power at all. But you get way more lumens than you get out of any other bulb. So it's an area that we should realize that that this is a time for a rapture. Because if the natural is moving in one way, then the Spirit of God has to be moving in another fashion. Amen. And as technology increases, they're going as far as they can go. Amen. But there's one thing they can never produce. They'll never produce a godly life in the people. Amen. Back at home, we, we have so many places where, where people want to go in order to, to get help for whatever their problem ails them, but they don't want Christ in their life. Amen. But what we need is we need Jesus Christ in our lives. Amen. When he turns on the light, amen, it's going to scatter all darkness away. Amen. If you're depressed, it'll take depression away. Amen. If you're an addicted to substance, it will take all addictions away. Amen. Is somebody with me tonight? Amen. Why? Because it's an hour where the power of Almighty God is here like it's never been here before. Brother Branham says the entire Holy Spirit visits the church in this end time hour. Amen. We're not just under Luther's message no more. We need justification, but we're moving higher. We're no longer just under Wesley's message anymore of sanctification. But we need it. Amen. But we're in an age when it's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Not just on, on the physical man, but down inside the heart. Amen. When that starts to moving in a man, you never know what God's going to do. I think sometimes people are afraid of it. I see, we sing that song, let go and let God have his wonderful way. Amen. That really means let go. Amen. When you're not, where you don't worry about who's sitting beside you or who's sitting around you. But you let go and let God have his wonderful way. I believe it was in the message on what is the Holy Ghost, uh, questions and answers on the Holy Ghost, 1959. I believe it was Brother Branham's uh, sister that said she felt something that she could jump through that wall. And, and then she started to doubt. And she said, Brother Branham, what should I should have done? He said, you should have jumped. Amen. If it's the Holy Ghost telling you to jump, he's going to make a hole for you to get through. You don't have to worry about hitting anything. Amen. Why? Because what happens is we limit God with our, with our carnal mind. Amen. And we're afraid to let him have his way. 
Well, you know, I felt I had a little ailment, so I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, my, uh, maybe I'm not healed after all. No, you're healed. Well, maybe, I, I don't know, I still have some of these desires. Well, put the devil under your feet. Amen. Well, sometimes I still do things I shouldn't do on the Internet and stuff. Well, just go to other places on the Internet. Amen. Why, what are you doing? You're climbing higher in Christ. Amen. You've got the power in this hour to do it. Amen. Brother Brown says we got full power in this hour. I say let's put it into practice, church. Hallelujah. We're preaching on full victory. And if, if we're ever going to have full victory, we really got to put it to practice every day. Amen. What shall I do with Jesus called the Christ? The dynamics of this church will be a refilling of the Holy Spirit. That we have worked in a small measure while the headstone is coming down to unite with the body. But when that body unites together, are we ready? The full power, let's say full power. The full power of the Holy Ghost would rise, raise her up just exactly like that. Even the dead that's dead in Christ for hundreds of years will rise in the beauty of his holiness and take a flight to the skies. The dynamics is the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we need a mechanics and we need dynamics. This is all things you're familiar with, but it's what the Lord laid on my heart. And, and by God's grace, I'm trying to put two sermons together, yesterday and today. So you bear with me. Amen. We, we're, we should be moving in full power. God's only per provided place of worship. Notice Enoch. God's perfect reflection and type. When God was through with him, he just translated him, took him up. The mechanics that he had reflected became dynamics with the spirit and took him up. Amen. As has been said many times, we can polish hubs all we want. Amen. I remember my grandfather. He had, a, he had an old car in the bush. And, and uh, you know, that's what they used to do on the farm. They'd get a car, and they never sold them. They just parked them in the trees. And it didn't take very long. The whole thing started deteriorating. But I can remember as a child growing up, man, we get in that car. We can make all the noise. Coming back to cars again. And we make all the noise, and we didn't pretend we're putting it in gear. But when we got out of the car, we hadn't gone anywhere. Hope you're spiritual tonight. <laughs> Amen. We, we should be going someplace. Amen. It's not in vain we gather together. Amen. We're going someplace. Amen. We, we got a body change to take. Amen. I'm still on a body change still in this hour. Because I still believe I'm going to be changed with all my heart. Amen. I still have my picture sitting on our, on our credenza in, the, in our bedroom. Amen. I always say I, I don't want to be shocked what I'm going to look at when I'm changed. Because one day I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm going to be changed. Amen. Why? Because the dynamics and mechanics are going to come together. Amen. It's going to change us in our mortal body. Amen. And we're going to be walking up until that point just like Enoch walked. Amen. And one day he just was not. Amen. This church is going to take a rapture. 
Amen. I don't know if you ever heard that before, but I'm going to tell you again, the church of the living God university is going to take a rapture. Amen. And there's going to be many members in the body of Christ universally who's going to make up that rapture, and they will be ready. And the ones that aren't ready, well, I guess they're just not coming along. Amen. So I recommend, let's get ready. Amen. That's why we, we're in full victory. It's not just words we're saying. I'm not just saying things here to make you feel good. I'm saying things because I believe this with all my heart. Amen. I'm looking forward to that time and for that hour. Amen. I'm living for it. I'm starting to get gray hairs too, Brother Ron. And I'm, and I'm not dying them yet either, but and I'm not planning to do that, but I'm looking forward, Brother Vern, until we get all black-headed again, or whatever color your hair was. It's coming. When the dynamics and mechanics start working, something's going to happen. Amen. God's going to, well, it's the people. I believe it's the people holding it back. Why am I against organized religion? Now, we are active in the things from above. Now, the spirit minds the word. That, to me, is always a key statement. Just for a moment here. The spirit in a person's life minds the word of God. Amen. Sometimes uh, the people hear the word and they actually don't appreciate it when we should appreciate it. I'd rather it skin me alive down here than miss it on that day. Amen. And the Bible, Brother Bram says the spirit minds the word. In other words, if the spirit in you is the same spirit that was in Jesus Christ, amen, then that spirit in you is going to mind the word just like he minded the word. Amen. Because remember, church, this bride of Jesus Christ is a reflection of him upon the earth right now. Amen. She is just like him in every point. Amen. And he's got full confidence in his bride. Amen, that the bride is going to mind the word. That's why Jesus said that, that I do nothing but what the Father shows me. Amen, and everything he did was according to the word. Amen, this bride is going to be according to the word. She's going to walk in step of the composer in this hour according to the word of God. When the word of God says move, she's going to move. When the word of God says stop, she's going to stop. When the word of God says speak, she's going to speak. Amen. When the word of God says be silent, she's going to be silent. Why? She's going to be just 100% in harmony. Let's say harmony tonight. In harmony with the word of God. That's why it says in first in, in chapter John, John 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen. So that word became a living reality. Amen. It's one thing to have the groom as a living reality. One thing to have Christ as a living reality. But now he wants his bride to be that living reality. Amen. That that bride will manifest Jesus Christ. I always like the quote in the church age book. That the bride has thus saith the Lord in her right now. But she stands still until she knows what he wants done with it. Amen. So the bride is never going to be moving ahead of the groom. But the bride's going to be walking in step with the groom. Amen. In order that Christ can be manifested in the way he wants to be in each one of our lives. Because the spirit that's living within us minds the word of God. 
Amen. Because the Spirit gives the word life. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives it life. Amen. No, I really believe in the liberty in the church of the living God. You know, Brother Branham said some things about Canada that, that you know, you want to just kind of close your... Uh, he said they were moss-backed. I made a determination I wasn't going to be moss-backed. I don't care what any other people say. I, I believe the Spirit of God should be moving. Amen. Now, some people say these words and they say, well, you shouldn't jump any higher than, than, than you live. I've heard that all my life. I grew up in the message. In 1966, I was five years old when my, when my dad came to the church, the message the first time. All I know is this message. Amen. I heard that quoted so many times that you, that you got it memorized. But I look at it, why don't we start living higher so we can keep jumping higher? Amen. People are so afraid that things are going to get out of, out of hand in the church. I say, I'm not afraid of anything getting out of hand. Amen. But people say, well, we just want to feed on the word. But you know, when you feed an ox or you feed a calf something in a stall and you feed him with something good nutrition, you put him outside, he's going to kick up his heels and he's going to run around and, and he's going to have a great old time. Why there's some vitamins in him doing it. I'm afraid too many calves are actually being starved to death in this hour. There's nothing in them to actually respond to the word. Amen. That's the truth, church. Amen. There, we should have such a desire to respond. <laughs> Back home, you say, well, he's going to tell me one more time. I should say amen. I'm not going to say it. And you know what? You just lost your blessing. Amen. I, I'm at home. Came three days. I can't even say it was 16 hours anymore. It's more like 40 hours to get here. We, we, we have to, we need to allow. Brother Brown said us, maybe the church needs to get out of order one time, everybody gets saved. Amen. So that, so that the people actually uh, have Christ come into their lives. Amen. Puts a smile in everybody's face as much as possible. Amen. We used to sing a song, smile while give your face a rest. And it takes less muscles to smile than frown, you know. That's for free tonight. And maybe I should just keep looking down here. So, you know, it's just the truth, church. Amen. I hope you still love me when we're done here tonight. Amen. But we need to express ourselves. I know you hear these things, but I just feel that to say them again. Amen. We need to express ourselves. We need to, to allow Christ to move. Amen. Because just our attitude, sometimes our spirit can actually hinder somebody from getting healed. Amen. And so if we come to the house of God, we should come in such a, in such a manner where, where we're prayed up. We have an expectation. Amen. And then when we sit in the house of the Lord, we're praying, Lord, meet my need, but Father, meet the people's needs. Amen. And I never want to be a stumbling block before any person. Amen. But I want to be able to, to have such an attitude in the house of God that, that if it's not for me that night, it's for somebody else that night. 
amen, that they would receive their blessing and that I wouldn't hinder that blessing. But I allow my life to be a conduit that the Holy Ghost can come on the scene and move through. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. It's just, it's just yielding yourself to him. It's not hard to do. It's a sacrifice. Amen. I believe that we need liberty. Amen. I also believe that, that we can jump and shout, but if there's no life to go with it, then there's no point. I say, let's get the life giver in the heart. Amen. And let's have church. Amen. This is the age where we need a personal experience with Jesus Christ. Amen. We need something that, that seals us to the day of our destination. Something that, that's got everything put in its order. I believe with all my heart. Amen. I believe the church is moving up in that power. Amen. Where, where Christ is, is our everything. Amen. It's not just on Sunday morning or Sunday night or, or, or Saturday night. Amen. But it's Monday morning. It's Monday night. It's Tuesday morning. It's Tuesday night. Amen. It makes you love your husband more properly. It makes you love your, your wife in the right way. Amen. It puts a unity in the home that the children can actually see Christ moving amongst the parents. Amen. It causes an atmosphere to transpire. Amen. Where you don't have to pray up in the vehicle before you come into church. Amen. But there's already something that's already transpiring because it's already happening in the home. Amen. But we sometimes we, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. Sometimes we fight like cats and dogs and then we expect God to move. That's not how he moves. The devil's not sleeping. He knows how to push our buttons. Amen. That was another one for free. I don't know why I said that, but I said, but it came out. Choosing of a bride. Now you see, you're putting on something that isn't real. You can't get warm by a painted fire. Like some of those churches try to paint Pentecost. You know, I, I'll finish this quote. You know, Sister Myra likes those, those, uh, sorry about that, but it's honey, she likes those electric uh, fireplace things that you hang on a wall that look like, a, look like it's a fireplace. <laughs> and they're even moving now. It's not even just painted anymore. They make the thing look like it's real. I can't stand them. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. I, I said, she said, oh, that's not look nice. I said, I guess in the eyes of the beholder. I said, but to me, it's the fakest thing you've ever saw. I said, why do I, why do I want to have something that I put on the wall? that you plug into electrical outlet and, oh my, that's a real nice fire. It's not a fire. Amen. It's just, a, it's a, it's something that's not real. Amen. And that's what Brother Brown was saying. Some churches try to paint Pentecost. Like they're, they've got a painted fire. Amen. And they, they come in and they say their amens just right and they say everything just right and, 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 and at the end of the service it's just paint. It's just, there's nothing about it. Amen. We, we, we don't want no painted fire. Amen. We want the real fire. Amen. I say, Lord, rain down on the people. Amen. Let your spirit fall on the people. Hallelujah. Let it fall. He said, you can't get warm by painting a fire. And I'll say this, you're never going to get the Holy Ghost by painting a fire either. Amen. Too much painted fires in the pulpit. 
Amen. They're only portraying something they don't even believe themselves. Amen. They, they preach about something they don't have any clue what they're talking about. They just got an ability to search on a computer. Amen. I say they don't make them preachers because they got a computer. Amen. You got to have an experience with God. Amen. Something that's, that's in your heart. Amen. How can you after 40 years say there's nothing to the message and preach it all your life? I say that's absolutely impossible. There was nothing in their life to begin with. Amen. They just had a painted fire experience. Amen. But when there's a real fire of Almighty God and He comes down on the scene, Amen, it changes lives. That's why the church is so lukewarm. That's why the church can't move on in power. Amen. Because they're just painting the fire. That's one reason why I can't handle them. I just can't stand them. I, I told Sister Meyer, we're never putting one of those in our house. We're not doing that. I want something that's real. It's like plastic plants. And I know we got them too. You guys got them too. And I can't hardly handle plastic plants. There's nothing to them. You don't have to do nothing. It looks the same every service. That's like some people, they don't change at all every service. They still look like a plastic plant. There's nothing about in their heart that's changed. Amen. They're just a piece of plastic. Amen. When the Holy Ghost should be raining down in this hour and changing lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're, we should be done with all the facades and all of that stuff that's not real. Amen. People come to the house of the Lord and it's not real in their heart. I say they need another good old-fashioned gospel burning down at the altar where Christ comes into their lives and changes their hearts. Hallelujah. That's enough paint. Amen. That's why they got all that manicure. Brother Brown called it manicure. They got to paint himself up. It's not real. Amen. It just looked the same all the time. No change. Amen. We need to change. From glory to glory. Amen. He's changing us every service. Amen. Like I said in the beginning, we may not think we're changing, but if we're really eating this word, amen, it's, to, it's changing us. Amen. From glory to glory. We may not see it on the outside, but something's happening on the inside. And eventually it's going to be portrayed on the outside. That's when Christ gets into our lives. Amen. And it changes us. Now we can dress right. We can do everything right. But if in our, in our hearts we're still wanting to be like the world, then we're just being a, this basically right over here. Something that's not real. Amen. We're just being a Pharisee. Amen. But when Christ comes in the inside, hallelujah. Amen. It gives you love. It gives you joy. It gives you peace. It gives you long suffering. It portrays Christ. Not a painted fire. Something real. Brother Branham says here, he said, he said like some of these churches trying to paint Pentecost. And he's not speaking of uh, of uh, organization. He's speaking of 2,000 years ago or something that happened 1,000, 2,000. You can't get warm by paying a fire. Pentecost, let's say Pentecost. Pentecost. Hope it's okay if a guy uses that word here. Some churches, it's not. Because they think their mind always goes organization. Amen. But Pentecost, it, it's really Jubilee. Amen. It's, it's, you can go free. 
You're no longer bound to sin. You're no longer bound to the world. You're no longer bound to anything like that. You can go free in Christ. I think that's why the devil is trying to hoodwink the people. Pentecost is just as real today as it was then. See, he says the fire, oh, I like that. The fire is still falling. Hey, man, he's falling here tonight, too. It ain't a pain of fire. It's a real fire. Hey, man, I believe that's what we have is some real fire. Watching his star, 1959, he said, may I say tonight that God has a sign today. It's a sign of his spirit that where Jesus is, there's life. For he is life. Where Jesus is, there's gospel light, for he is the light. Where Jesus is, oh, this is good, there is fire. Amen. For he is a consuming fire that burns up all your unbelief and your dross. Amen. I say, Lord, let's burn up some unbelief. Amen. Let's burn up some dross. Amen. 1949. Brother Brown believed this all of his life. He said, the other night where we were sitting, thousands deep in there, there was a big, must have been a big convention, and all of them clapping their hands and praising God. We just had such a glorious time. We had fire right on the altar then. Oh my, I read that, I thought, I thought that just done something for me. Amen. People want to sit on their hands and they don't want to respond to the word of God. Amen. They're just not allowing the fire of God to move on the scene. Amen. Preach on, Brother Kelly. I'm going to, going to do that too. Amen. Uh, you probably you've heard this quote a lot of times, but I'm going to read it again. It's the rising of the sun. There's been churches, churches, and brides, brides, and churches, and brides, brides, but there has got to come one. Amen. Brother Branham says, hallelujah. Amen. So it meant something to him. Amen. Because he knew there was going to come a church that was going to have full victory. Amen. Not just a partial victory. Amen. But full victory. Amen. A church that would rise up in power. Amen. Why? Because the power of the resurrection's in her. Amen. And she'd rise in power. Amen. And in illumination to the things of the Lord. Amen. And there would be nothing. Let's say nothing tonight. There would be nothing that would stand in her way. Not one devil in hell can stand in front of the bride of Jesus Christ. She has got full authority over the power of darkness. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you, people wonder... Well, what about the devil? I said, what about him? What about him? Well, people are getting sick. Well, Brother Brown says, he says, that's no problem. He says, just call the elders of the church and cast the devil off. Amen. And I always look at it, if you're ever going to have testimonies, there's got to be some people that are, that are going to get sick. Amen. I'm a living witness of that. Amen. I was sick for a lot of years. I still struggle with my, my health, but I'll, I want to say tonight, at 58 years old, I feel stronger than I've felt for many years. 
Amen. And I can tell you that Christ is a healer. He's a savior. Amen. He helps in all aspects of life. But if you never got sick, there'd be no testimonies. So God has confidence. We don't understand it. We didn't understand it when our son-in-law passed away. But God had a plan. Amen. And, and he makes everything beautiful in his own time. Amen. Sometimes we, we see things happen in our lives and we think, well, it's only for the next person. But sometimes it gets personal to us. Amen. And what's God trying to do? He's got confidence in you because he knows you're going to stand the test. Oh, glory to God. Amen. And you're going to stand the test and you're going to be a serpent bruiser. Because no devil should stand in our way. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. He said there's got to come a real bride. I believe that. Hallelujah. There's part of it right down here in the Shenandoah Valley. Amen. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been, Brother Ron. It's here in the Shenandoah Valley. Sister Meyer and myself, we talk all the time. We say there's no place like this place. Amen. We take them to our dump up in northern Canada. It's called Elkridge and things like that. But it's a nice place too. But Shenandoah Valley is beautiful. Amen. I wondered how come the Lord put me there and you here too. I wonder that sometimes. But here we are, you're here and I'm up there. Amen. But we're where we're supposed to be. Amen. But there's going to come a real bride. Amen. I'm part of that. Amen. We're collectively all part of that bride. Amen. We're not going anywhere until we're all ready to go. Whether it's in Saskatoon or whether it's in Africa or Asia, wherever it is. Amen. When we're all ready to go, we're all going to go. There's going to come a real bride. There must come one that's not got the mechanics. I like that. But the dynamics of it makes that church live. Move in the power of his resurrection until we come to, a, to that place. Until we find that place. What good does it do to polish the hubs? And, and good does it do to give her a facelift or, or a simonizing job when there's no dynamics in it? No matter how much the mechanics prove to be right, there's got to be dynamics to make it work. Amen. I could sit in that car all day long at my grandfather's house. It didn't go anywhere. I could polish that hood until there was no paint left on that hood. It still won't go anywhere. Further down, he says, until that church becomes dynamics and mechanics and the spirit of God that moved him did do the same thing he did. If he, if he hit on 16 cylinders, so will the bride. Amen. For he said in St. John 14, 12, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. I'll give him a charge of my dynamics. Hallelujah. This is the hour of power. Amen. What we need is a charge from the unction from the Holy One. I say send it down, Lord, and give a good charge right now. Amen. Give a charge to the people right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Give the charge of the dynamics into the mechanics that the world will not be able to withstand it and will raise him up again in the last days. Amen. In other words, will be a manifestation of him. That's the Eastern message, the dynamics and mechanics together. The mechanics without the dynamics, no good. Neither is the dynamics without the mechanics. 
You can scream and shout and jump up and down all you want to and deny his word. It won't do you any good. You're just cranking around on the pistons. Got to get the spark that a fire, no gasoline to fire it. It'll only work as they come together. Amen. So one will sit still and one will go up. That's the only thing there is that, that there is to it yet. Excuse me. It won't move. I just kind of lost my spot here. That's the resurrection. That's the real power of God. My mechanics with dynamics. It's the spirit that quickens. It's the spark that fires. It's not the gas that fires. It's the spark that fires the gas. Amen. We need some spark. Amen. Fire what's in our hearts. Amen. You can do nothing without me, but with me you can do all things. Amen. Let's say all things tonight. Amen. With Christ, you can do all things. Amen. Those aren't just words. That's the reality. That's the truth. As a father has fired me and pushed me into everything, I do only that which is pleasing to God. Now, as he sent me, so send I you with the same mechanics, and it takes the same dynamics to operate it. And these signs that say these signs shall follow them that claim to have the mechanics. That dynamics will take its place. Paul said the gospel came not to us in word only. In other words, through gasoline only. Amen. So we need the word. We need the spirit. Amen. The letter kills, but the spirit's going to give it life. Amen. And when the spirit gives it life, something's going to happen. Amen. When he says move, we're just going to move. Amen. Victory day. If I could have just a few more moments, that would be okay. He said, now he ascended on high and he give gifts back to men. What was it? Swords. He put swords in their hand. The word, see, to conquer. Oh my. He give them swords. What for? The word to conquer what? Sicknesses, sins, superstitions, evil. To bring every living creature that wants to live, bring every one of them to the realization that because I live, you live also. We have the faith, we have the fight of faith. Let us fight. Amen. Amen. Complete our victory, for our complete victory is positive. Amen. Amen. Let's say positive tonight. Say it one more time positive. That means there's no negative. Amen. If it's positive all the time, amen, then we're positive all the time. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I, I don't like being negative. If I am, Sister Mara has to deal with me. And then she tells me, you're supposed to be positive. Didn't you just preach the other night? You're supposed to be positive. Amen. Thank the good Lord for Sister Mara. Amen. Why? Because we shouldn't be negative. Negative causes, a, 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 causes doubt. Amen. Doubt takes us away from the word. Amen. Amen. But if we're positive, it moves us into the word. Amen. Amen. Then it just takes a little unction from the Holy One to make that word come alive. He says here, he says, uh, complete victory is positive. It's sure. It's got to be. Amen. We have the first fruits of it. We have the evidence of it in our heart now because we have already got the first battle behind us. We have been able to conquer through the faith. I love that. Through the faith of Jesus Christ, we had a victory day. Amen. God knows what concerns each one of us today. No matter what it would be, he knows what your burdens are. He knows what your fear is. 
Amen. He knows what your health condition is. Amen. He knows what your financial situation is. Amen. He knows every part about our lives. He knows our uprising. He knows our downsettings. Amen. But he chose us for a reason. Amen. He chose us because he loved us. Amen. And if he loved us, then he's going to supply everything we have need of for this life's journey. Amen. He's going to give us the mechanics. He's going to give us dynamics. Amen. He's going to give us a positive outlook. Amen. He's going to give us his spirit. You know, I, I, I was speaking back home a few weeks ago in, in Exodus. The pillar of fire was with the children of Israel every day. Cloud was with them. Daytime, pillar of fire by night. They saw it every single day. Got common to them, though. They could get out of their tent in the morning. They could look. In the beginning, I bet you they'd done it. Crawl out. Is he still there? Yeah, he's still there. But after a year or so, all of a sudden, they weren't looking anymore. They just, they just fame. And, and, and I, I think, Lord, you, you know all about my situations in life. And you know, as long as we're in this life, we're going to have problems. We're, we're always going to have, there's going to be something happening. Sometimes people say, I had a, I had a brother tell me this the other day. He said, I don't know why it's happening to us. My wife just got sick and why us? We live, we live good lives. We live good Christian lives. And why is it happening to us? And, and I, I was sitting back there and I was trying to help the brother in, in, in a certain way because it's, it's, if something comes your way, it's because you found favor with God. Amen. We, we look at it sometimes in such a negative way instead of a positive way when we should be looking at it. If God has something for me, that means he's going to give me the, 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 the strength to come through it. Amen. He wants to see how I'm going to react to it, how you're going to react to it. Amen. And as long as there's a devil, he's going to create problems. Amen. But I say that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That's why Brother Brown says, what do we have to fear then? Amen. You could be, you could be perfect health and be sick. You, you may not even know you're sick. And you get a doctor's report, and the doctor report, oh my, this is looking pretty bad right here. Oh my goodness, look at this report. And that's when our hearts have to go, well, Lord, you promised me, amen, that I should be in good health. <laughs> and so, Lord, I'm going to take this promise and tuck it in my script bag, and I'm going to chew on this scripture every day, and thank you for my healing. Amen. If you're depressed and, and you don't know what to do with yourself, you, it seems like you just can't seemingly pull out of it. You've got to just put it on there that, Lord, you promised me to have a sound mind. Amen. I'm going to tell you, church, you're going to get a sound mind. Amen. It's not mind over matter. What you're doing is repeating back his word to him, and his word can never fail. His word is yea and amen. His word will never fail. Amen. It has never failed one time in this generation. It will never fail. His word is true. Amen. It will never fail. 
can't fail. He knows what concerns us. Sometimes he's maybe trying to show us something. Sometimes we, we don't look deep enough. I always like what David said, Lord, you, you look into my own heart, Lord. I don't trust my own evaluation of my own heart. And, and because we, we evaluate ourselves a certain way, but God maybe evaluates a different way. Amen. And that doesn't mean, I, I, I have a, some, sometimes people at home, they hear certain things and they think, oh, I, I'm never going to be, be able to live a Christian life. I say, you know, why do we want to think those things? Amen. If he saved me, then he's going to keep me. If he saved you, he's going to keep you. He didn't save you to lose you. Amen. He saved you to keep you. But he's going to try our faith. I'm going to say we're going to come out like, like gold that's shining in, in its brilliance. Amen. This, this um, um, message on love, he said to think that perfect love casts out all fear. Amen, it does, church. Amen, you're not scared about nothing. Oh, Jesus, help us. You're just resting. You're not, oh, I may backslide tomorrow. I may backslide next week. I wouldn't worry about that. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. He said, I'm not trying to hold on. He held on for me. And he put a love in my heart that holds there. It's him holding me, not me holding him. If it was me holding him, I'd probably turn loose. Glory. But as long as he's holding me, we will never turn loose. He promised he wouldn't. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Amen. He's the one that's holding on. Amen. He's never going to turn loose. He's holding on. What gives me this victory is Christ. He's the one that gives me this victory. Amen. He's the victorious one. Amen. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. Amen. Every demon power was conquered. When he said it is finished, it was finished. It's still finished today. Amen. We're studying the church age book at home, and, and uh, we're just on this one part, and, and, I, and I, I've just felt to share it with you. Because it's, to me it's so beautiful is that, that he chose you for his bride. He chose me for his bride. Amen. He says here, he said, now, without getting too involved in the subject of the sovereignty of God, let me point out here that according to this verse, Jesus Christ is choosing his own bride. Amen. I feel so good about that. Amen. Because I wouldn't have chosen myself. Amen. But he chose me. He chose you. Amen. If that doesn't make you excited, I don't know what's going to make you excited. Amen. When the king of kings came and chose you. Amen. As Brother Brown preached in the door and the door, he said, if you heard a knock on the door and it was the queen of England standing there, you'd feel so, you'd wonder why, why my host? Why would she come to my host? Man, you'd open up the door. You'd probably tidy it maybe a bit first, but you'd open up the door and let her get in. You put her down, you make her tea, you do something. And then Brother Brown said, what if the President of the United States would knock on your door? Even if you don't like him, you think, my, this is an honor. Why would he come to my place? Amen. But to thank church when the King of Kings. 
Hallelujah. When the king of kings came by your way. Amen. And he said, I'm going to choose you to be my bride. Amen. He chose you for a purpose. Amen. He said, I'm going to put you in my bride. Woo, Lord. When I think about that, I already know what to do with myself. Amen. You feel like jumping. You feel like shouting. Amen. You feel like being a little Pentecostal. Amen. You, you, just, you just, something wells up in your heart. When I asked Sister Meyer if she would marry me, I'll tell you what, her heart jumped a few beats too. Oh yeah, it did. I remember that time. But to think of the King of Kings. Amen, he said, I'm choosing you. Amen, look at your neighbor and say, he chose you. Amen, he chose you to be in the bride. Amen, he chose you. You said, me? Yeah, you. Well, I'm nothing, but he chose you. I don't deserve it, but he chose you. Amen. Why? Because he wants to show his victory through your life. Amen. He wants to show himself through your life. And he said, I'm going to come right down here to Shenandoah Valley and choose you. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Makes you want to walk a little lighter because he chose me in this hour to be part of that bride. He was going to choose someone, but he chose you chose you to be part of the bride. Brother Bram said, just like a, a man, I think it's still in, in style today. I know someplace, maybe, maybe it's the women that are trying to choose who they're going to marry. From that standpoint, they call them the guys up, but I think it's still in style that a husband or a man calls. You understand what I'm saying? With social media today, we kind of put these little feelers out. Okay, when But Brother Branham says here, he said, Jesus Christ choosing his own bride. Just the same as a man chooses their bride today. The bride today does not simply decide she is going to take us her man for her husband. No, sir. It is the groom. Let's say the groom. The groom who decides and chooses a certain woman for his bride. St. John 15, 16. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. Amen. So when the devil tells you you're not worthy, you can tell him that's right, but he chose me anyhow. Amen. Sometimes we don't feel worthy. Amen. But he chose you anyhow. Amen. I don't feel worthy, but he chose me anyhow. Amen. It's his choosing. It's not my choosing. It's not the preacher's choosing. It's his choosing. Hallelujah. That should settle in our heart. He chose me to be part of his bride. Glory to God. Woo, Lord. He said, now according to the word of God, the bride was chosen before the foundation of the world. This choosing of the bride was purposed in himself. Amen. Ephesians 1, 9 and in Romans 9, 11, it says that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand. You cannot read it any other way. The heart purpose, the eternal purpose of God was to take a bride of his own choosing. And that purpose was in himself. And being eternal, he decreed before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. We were in him way over here in his thoughts. Before God was even God. When he was the, when he was the eternal one. Brother Branham says, before there was ever one speck of stardust, before God was God. Amen. You were already in his mind. 
Amen. No wonder we could say when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. That's personal. I was on his mind. Amen. He came to redeem us. Amen. He came to choose us. Amen. He provided everything we have need of for this journey, church. Glory to God. Before there was one speck of stardust. Before God was even God. He was just the eternal spirit that filled all space and time. Amen. He had to create in order that something could worship him before he could be God. Amen. But before even that transpired, we were already in his mind in the eternals. Glory to God. Amen. That's why Brother Bram says that God took a, a picture of you before the foundation of the world. Amen. And put it into the file of predestination, knowing exactly what hour you would be born in. Knowing exactly what day you'd be worn. Amen. Knowing exactly how much you would weigh and how long you would be and what color your hair would be in your eyes. He already knew all about you. Amen. He watched over you through generations of people. Amen. Great grandfathers and brought you to earth for one purpose to choose you. Amen. Let's say he chose me. Point your finger, he chose me. He chose me to be part of the bride. Amen. He could have chose somebody else down the road. But he chose me. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So he was only that time potential God. And, and, he, and he was known only as eternal spirit. The bride was already in his mind. Yes, she was. She was existing in his thoughts. And what about those thoughts of God? They are eternal, are they not? Amen. It's no wonder Jesus could say that no man can pluck them from my hand. Oh, when you're in the hand of him, who's going to pull you out? Glory to God. Somebody say, praise the Lord. I watched a documentary not long ago. And it's interesting because it, it was the anniversary of Apollo 11. You probably know, heard about Apollo 11. I remember when I was in grade school, man, they, they, of course, rockets and things like that. When you're just a five, six, seven, eight, ten-year-old boy, I mean, they intrigue you. And, and they were talking about Apollo 11 and landing on the moon and all that kind of thing. But, but I watched a documentary, uh, and Neil Armstrong, you all probably know who Neil Armstrong is. Amen. And he was, they say he was one of the, the man, the first man to put his foot on the moon. But I watched it, and, and I, I was just so intrigued by it. I know I, I, I use this example someplace. Somebody said, well, they never went on the moon. That was all fictitious. I said, what's well, up to you what you all want to believe? But, but I said, they said he was on the moon, so I'm just going to believe it. And, and so I watched his life. That guy was consumed. He was consumed with the moon. He had books that would plaster this whole thing full of books. That guy studied day and night. There's nothing that distracted him from his objective to put his foot on the moon. No, it's not my objective, but it was his objective. I, I got a better objective than he all had. You do too. Amen. And so he studied. 
And he saw lots of his family, or excuse me, his friends and different ones that, that they would go up in certain rockets that even he was supposed to go up in. And, and of course, they had disastrous endings. But it didn't deter him. It's no wonder the, the psalmist said, though a thousand falls at one hand and ten thousand falls on the other hand, it's not going to come nigh unto me. Amen. Why? Because we're in the beloved. And he would have just look at night, look at the moon. He was so intrigued. I don't know about yourself, but I like to, I like to look at night. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it and is safe. Finally, Apollo 11. They didn't know what was going to happen because Apollo 10 blew up. He gets into that rocket. His wife says, well, are you going to talk to your kids before he got in and, and tell them he didn't want to talk to his kids? Well, what if you don't come back? You don't, you want to talk about not coming back. Because in his mind, I'm going to the moon and I'm going to come back to earth. So he gets in Apollo 11 and he takes off. He gets up there and they have all their, their different problems, whatever they had. But finally, that little thing comes off and now he's dropping onto the moon. And the excitement that was in his heart. Hope you know where I'm going, church. The excitement was in his heart, that was in his heart was... You could just feel it. He opened up that door, suited himself up, opened up that door. He started to descend and started walking. Real slow. Real slow. Real slow. And he stood on the last rung and he just looked at it. That's the moon. I can still see it. He put his foot down. Picked it up. Looked at it. First man put his foot on the moon. And the interesting part of it is that he looked back at earth. Because from one perspective, he was looking at the moon, but now he's looking back on the earth. His family is still on the earth. So what good is it doing him on the moon? That's why I'm not going to let one, one leg behind. I'm going to take as much with me as I can take with me. Amen. Because I'm not going to the moon. I've, I'm going in the rapture. Amen. I've got a body change to take. Amen. And my passion is to take that body change. Amen. When he promised me complete victory, I believe complete victory. Amen. When he promised me full power, I believe full power. Amen. When he promised me that I'm going to go past the moon without any rocket fuel, I'm going to go past the moon without any rocket fuel. When he promised me, I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer right now. He was so thrilled to get on the moon. I thought, man, his whole life he worked to get on the moon. But at the end of it, all he was was on the moon. I want to give my whole life for Christ. I trust you want to give your whole life for Christ. Amen. Brother Branham, I, I want to say that he had a passion. And his passion was fulfilled. But I trust tonight that you have a passion. Amen, that you're not just going to settle for, for something just mediocre or something just a little bit of knowledge or, or something just to say a few nice words, but a passion to be like Christ. A passion that Christ would live through your lives. 
Amen. If I could leave you with anything tonight, I'd want to leave you tonight with that I have full victory. Amen. And if I don't have full victory, I'm moving toward full victory. Amen. No matter what's going to stand in my way, I've got the fortitude of Christ living in my heart that nothing, let's say nothing, nothing's going to stand in my way. If this person's not going, I'm still going to go. If that person drops off, I'm still going. You've got to be determined within your heart. I am not letting off. When the devil says you're not going to make it, I say, devil, you're going to your destination and I've got my eyes on the rapture. I've got my eyes on the resurrection. My promise is a rapture. My promise is a resurrection. And I'm not letting off. But you have to have that passion to serve him with all that's within your heart. Just two more minutes here. Brother Branham said that when he went beyond the curtain of time. If it's okay, just a couple more minutes. Beyond the curtain of time. There was a voice that said, you're just starting. Just keep pressing the battle. Amen. If you only knew what was at the end of the road. What did Brother Branham experience? Young men and the brilliance of young manhood. Young women with their hair hanging down, their waist. He said their eyes were glittering like a star on a darkened night. Their teeth as white as pearl. If you only knew what was at the end of the road. Neil Armstrong, he got his wish. He got onto the moon. Amen. And I thought, you know, he, he was so passionate about it. But my passion, your passion, is to have that young brilliance of manhood. Amen. Teeth as white as snow, and it's not going to be caused from pearl white neither. But your teeth white, your eyes like stars on a darkened night. That's the promise he's given to us in this end time. So don't let off church. Put the pedal to the metal as it were. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. The musicians would come forward at this time. Just keep moving on. You say, I don't know if I can move any further. He'll give you strength. He'll give you strength. Say, well, I don't know if I can take any more. He'll give you the power you need. Amen. But are you passionate? I trust you're passionate. I don't know what your needs are. But he is here tonight to meet every need of every person that is here in this building tonight. Amen. There will be no sorrow at that place. There will be no death at that place. Amen. There will be no evil in that place. There will be no suffering in that place. Don't miss it, church. Whatever you do, as, as, the, as the Lord, as that spirit said to Brother Branham, lay aside everything in your heart till you have perfect love in your heart. Till you can love your enemies. Amen. God bless you. If we could just sing some song softly, whatever you wish to sing, Brother, Brother Andrew. Do you love him tonight? Thank you for your time. It's been a blessing to be here with you people.
If we don't see you again here on this side of glory, we'll see you on the other side. Amen. I'll be looking for you all. I know you'll be looking for us. You say, I wonder if Brother Kelly made it. Well, you maybe find me in some plains area someplace, the flatlands. But we're all going to be looking for one another. Amen. It's going to be a glorious time. Amen. Don't let off, church. Keep pressing the battle like you've never pressed it before. Something keeps holding me. Oh, every day I see He's helping me faithfully to overcome my trials. Oh 
revelation the strength I need to keep me in his grace oh something keeps holding me oh every day I see he's helping me faithfully to overcome
we'll take a half a step this way and we'll take a half a step that way and it won't matter what the world's doing it won't matter what's happening in Washington it won't happen what's happened at the New York Stock Exchange or in Rome or in Putin or any of the nonsense that's going on there. all that's just matter stuff don't get your eyes on none of that eyes on Jesus you keep your eyes on Jesus man fails you keep your eyes on Jesus I just told brother Kelly just a moment ago the way that God built me I remember sermons I can tell you the sermons that brother Kelly's preached while he's been here not just the years he's been here, but I can tell you, I can rehearse them to you. One of my favorite is when a man digs a pit and he falls into it himself. He preached a sermon on the power of prayer one time, but I've never heard a sermon on prayer like Brother Kelly preached. But because he was going to preach the best sermon he'd ever preached, Satan knew it had to come across to
come and sit beside of me. He put his hand over on my, on my leg. And Max Evans was a rough old man. And he'd tell me, he said, Brother Ron, I love you with all my heart. I preached on predestination here one time. God watched over you. And Max told me, he said, I, I was on D-Day. I, I ran the beach that day. I was the only man in the group that made it. He said, I lived to jump off of the boat. And he said, I watched my comrades die. And he said, I watched that water said I wondered why I'm not dead and he said I made the beach and he said the beach was full of men dead and he said when I got to the wall I wondered why did I live and he said until the day that I sit here and listen to that sermon God watched over you. He said, I realized then why I made it to the wall. Brother Kelly, I thought then as you handed it to me and then I laid it back down on your desk, jealous of what another man's got but I'd really like to have one of them but I'm not a Canadian citizen I can't go get one but I had a friend that brought me one tonight statement, if they can get him within 10 hours, I'm going to get him. 
They got him in three, and we got him. Got my hands on him. Ain't gonna let him go.
accept nothing less than full victory. Brother Kelly told me just before service, he said, boy, I've been thinking about that ain't no grave going to hold my body down. I just love to hear that song sung, knowing it was getting ready to get sung. I just knew he was about ready to get his heart's desire of what he's been thinking about for days. It's just about ready to get happen. I thought to myself, God in another realm. All we're longing for. I'm about ready to take care of that for you, Ron. I'm about ready to take care of that for you. Desire you've been praying for, the longing of your heart, the passion of your heart. In just a few moments, and we'll take care of that for you. I want you to stop and just thank him for it right now.
places to where we, our favorite watering hole or go to home to go to bed. These two guys, we hope in a little bit is going to go good, go all the way to Washington to, to get some luggage. And I just pray that God watches over them. Amen. Amen. One thing I can say about these guys, I'm really impressed with them the longer that I'm with them. You know, sometimes your wish is their demand. They just, just, just go. They just do it. Amen. I like to work with guys that do it with their heart. Amen. Brother Kelly, we, we don't do this a lot, but I'd like for, I'd like for us, me and you to go back and, and we'll, we'll shake hands. And if you're sick, don't shake her hand. No, I'm not worried about you. I've already hugged you. <laughs> Amen. 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 But if you've got a bug, I'd like for you to keep it to yourself, if you don't mind. Do me that favor. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Brother Andrew. Amen. If you want to know where I'm going, where I'm going one day soon, oh, if anybody asks you.